everyone. Uh, Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. I'm just having a look at my Wi-Fi signal. Ooh, hope I make it through the show. Okay, we've had so many power failures this week. I won't harp on that. But let's just say that uh, things aren't running very smoothly at the moment. But we've got lots of great rugby to talk about. And two panelists situated quite far away from me to talk about it. And I'll start at the top of the screen. He's looking kind of neat. And I don't want to say clean shaven because he's still sporting a beard there. But looking good, Chris Rowe, at uh, the Crow Tips on Twitter there. <laughs> uh, haven't been quite as active betting uh, over the last few weeks. But I'm, I'm guessing you're getting back into it now with the internationals. Yeah, you are. I mean, I was very, yeah. So like I was saying to you earlier, I never really bet on the pro tournament ever. It was never my tournament. And because, you know, the tournament stopped and it was the main event and the South African teams were in it, I got myself involved and I had such a good curry cup that I was back in South African teams early doors and I've been burnt. The last month hasn't been good. And I'm, I'm so, yeah, so, yeah, I'm grateful it's going to take a break and the internationals are back, which is which is better. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, yeah looking forward to the next couple of weeks more. More suits my my style. Yeah. Well, first of all, to welcome some of the guys coming in on the live chat. There we got Alexander Cox, the Wager Warlock, Halkart Werner, and Sean Brayton. <laughs> and then joining us from Surrey in the UK, it's uh, Brendan O'Connell. Brendan, good to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, good feedback, eh? Jeepers! But after last week's uh, disastrous. Uh, campaign. Um, I'm hoping to find a couple of winners this time around. Eh? It, was, it was a bloodbath last weekend. I'm not going to lie, but um, thankfully, you know, here and there, I managed to claw back bits and pieces. But it was still a bad weekend. Eh? Right. Well, we got some international rugby to talk about this weekend, Brendan. I'm, I'm going to start with you. We've got. Uh, well, let, let's start with the big test match of the weekend. It's, it's the one between two uh, tier one nations, and that's uh, Wales up against New Zealand. And just having a look here. Uh, Southpaw on the Good for the Game forum, he came in quite early in the week and he said minus 22 and a half New Zealand. He fancied the price would move out. Um, I've got 25 and a half here at Sunbet, but I, I've even seen bigger 26 and a half, 27 and a half. The line's definitely moved in New Zealand's favour. So, Brendan, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, just to let you know, the roof is definitely, from what I understand, going to be open. And uh, it does seem as though there could be some inclement weather about how's that going to sort of play out as well. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, what in this game? Yeah, so yeah, I also read that um, you know Southpaw was jumping in in the early twenty-two and a half, which is probably a good move. Um, it's certainly gone out to twenty-five and a half. That's generally the the, the spread I've seen in the UK. Um, it's possible that'll go out one or two more points, I'd say, because um, a couple of the articles that I've read so far, you know, they sort of highlight the fact that the Welsh are sort of under strength, and it's not one of their top sides. That, you know, well, it's not their best side that they can put out at the moment. Um, so, so yeah, just with just with that sort of sentiment in the air, I think it will probably go out 26, 27. Um, yeah, the roof is open. Um, it's a French referee. It's all, what's his face? Matthew Rennell. Um, yeah, so you can expect lots of the old paw being, you know, moved out as soon as an attacking side moves into a 22, you know, the, the old peanut will be ready to go. Um, uh, the handicap sort of going to a price where I, I probably wouldn't want to get too involved. Um, I, I do feel, you know, the Welsh at home, uh, the roof is open, and I, and I do take those points that South made into um, their important points with regard to if there is inclement weather and there's a little bit of rain about. There's quite a bit of rain, certainly in the morning, but by the time sort of uh, 5 o'clock, I think it's a 5.15 kickoff uh, local time um, here in the UK, I, I think the rain would have would have passed by by then. 
Um, there might still be the fleeting chance of a few showers, but it's always best to just make sure before you place your bets, you know, just to have a good idea what the weather's like, because obviously it's volatile and it can change all the time. But there's pretty much rain forecast all over the UK um, sort of for the weekend. So, you know, it's going to be sporadic. There's going to be some heavy downpours at stages, but it's it's best just to, you know, try and get the pictures as soon as you can or, or jump onto Twitter and try and get an idea of what's happening on the, you know, at the various stadiums around the, around the, the UK and stuff. Um, and that kind of, you know, I, I got like ringing in my head here, you know, about Ian Foster and things like that. And, and, you know, sort of the Welsh at home and, you know, the All Blacks kind of had it easy last week against the US. Yeah, they've pulled in a whole lot of players. It's Baden Barrett's 100th sort of cap. Um, I mean, they've got an incredible side when, when you look at it on paper. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous how the Welsh, I mean, it's going to be a case of just the Welsh just trying to keep them out, I think. Um, you know, rain plays a part. It can help them possibly. Um, 26, 20, for me, it's probably a no bet. Eh? I'm probably, it, it's going to kill me to say that because, you know, I probably will have a bet anyway. But the point is, uh, at these lines, 25, 26, not for me at this stage. Yeah, so if you got on the minus 22 and a half, if, if, if the line was still there, you might be tempted, Brendan, but but, um, but not yeah. there at the current line. Just to touch on, unfortunately, I was hoping we'd have a total points line, and I'm sure if the roof was closed, bookies would have priced up on points. But, I mean, I've just seen in the live chat, for example, differing weather forecasts coming through. So it often depends which which sort of weather site you're looking at, quite frankly. So I agree with your advice. Have a look on the day. But just your thoughts from a points perspective. Are you going to let the weather dictate to you there, Brendan, or you you got a firm view on that? Um, you know, I suppose you're looking at, you know, what, what are we looking at? Uh, if, if Wales can kind of score, let's just say 15-15, we're looking at 30, we're looking at the mid-50s. Um, it, it probably sounds quite high initially, you know, sort of the mid-50s, you would imagine. Um, can Wales score 15? Uh, maybe they can, a couple of penalties and whatnot. Um, yeah, look, if it's pouring... Um, then I'm certainly looking at unders. I mean, that, that's where I'll and, be and diving. And Wales unders um, probably in particular. <laughs> yeah, and even more so than Wales unders as well. But overall, yeah, I think it's just a wait and see. You know, just wait and see what this weather brings because it is a huge factor and it should play a huge factor as well if it is raining. And if it's not, um, you know, the, the pitch will be damp. It will be wet. It might, you know, the going will be heavy. Um yeah, then I probably wouldn't get involved. Yeah, right, so not not too eager to get involved at this stage, uh, Brendan O'Connell. Let's see if um, <laughs> a man at the Crow Tips is, is a bit more <laughs> bullish on this game, or if he also agrees that the bookies have got it right. Well, first first things first. Um, I don't know if I think people have mentioned that I ran a half marathon two weeks ago, and I finished <laughs> it. I was twenty nine, and our, our very own Mister Oracle, Gavin. Uh, challenged me that he ran a two-hour 34 as a 20-odd-year-old. So I don't know if he's on the show, but that was the challenge. I never thought about a time at all. <laughs> but when he told me that, that's all I could think about when I thought I was going to die at 18 kilometers. So Gavin, <laughs> I beat Challenge done, challenge accepted. We'll go again. So if he's, I just wanted to put that out there. But yeah, it was a good experience. I'm surprised Gavin didn't give you a spread. Yeah. Um, I'm very surprised he didn't give you a spread, you know, and over and under. Kids and you sailing, and I, th I think, yeah, anyway, I beat his time, that's all that matters. But, yeah, in this <laughs> game, so, yeah, so, 
I'll be honest, I only learned about the roof about an hour or two ago. Prior to that, I was all over New Zealand. Um, I just think uh, the, the Gulf, so how, what I think how it's going to go. New Zealand, Wales have made changes. I think they're going to come out house on fire. They're going to all guns blazing. Um, so the first half is going to be super intense. Perhaps Wales get an early try. Perhaps New Zealand do New Zealand things and you know break them down and get an early try. But I still think the first half is going to be super intense. And I thought this is in a dry game. And then I thought that in the second half, the class prevails, cream rises to the top. If you look at New Zealand's bench, Wales are not living with them. I don't care what you say. They can they can do it against England in a Six Nations Grand Slam decider under the roof. Yeah, I, I don't buy the faster stuff. New Zealand on New Zealand. Uh, yeah, they're not as strong as they used to be, but they're a better side than any team in the world still. And uh, they are a lot better than this Wales side. And they play rugby. Yes, they've traveled around. And then I heard about the roof. 28, I don't like. I'm not going minus. I never go minus on the tw on, on, on New Zealand. But 28 is too much if the roof is open and there's weather. That's going to give Wales an opportunity. And I'm not going to be better on the handicap. But what I really do like, and I did like, and I'm going to stick to this even if it's raining, is I'm going to, I'm going to predict that it's going to be a tight first half. Even if it's a few penalties exchanged in a try or two, all New Zealand to go two tries up, I think Wales will, will stem it in the first half. But the second half is going to be a runaway with points. And I think points, second half, highest score in half is for me one of my favorite bets of the weekend. I like that in the dry. Um, I'm going to still back it in the, in the wet, but I'm not going to touch the handicap. And if it was dry, New Zealand was scoring over 30 points. And I think if you were getting Wales 15 points, you could take the over there too, because New Zealand's defense isn't what it was and their discipline. At home, Wales could cover that 15 points. But I think New Zealand are still scoring over 30, 35 points easily against this Welsh team. So, yeah, I mean, this all changes us out, but that's my view. I, I still think, for, considering the roof's open, my better bet for this game is that the second half is still the highest score in half. I still think those, those New Zealand subs come on and will... Wales will be worn out. They'll kill them. They'll pump themselves up, and they haven't played a lot. And the class will prevail. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know a lot of punters, and I've, I've taken that bet. Uh, no, it's not a popular bet. Yeah, yeah. It's not a common. It's not a bet I commonly get involved with. But but you know, there are times when it's you know, and Henrik talks about the games of two halves and that sort of stuff. And if you can read a game like that, there's definitely some value. I'll just throw something else at you, Chris. I know you're a bit wary about the handicap conditions are. Wait, but I just popped onto Sunbet because I know they've got a second half handicap out early, and they in New Zealand minus fourteen and a half. So based on your based on your feeling that the handicap might be a bit high overall, but that you think New Zealand are going to run away with the second half, is that cap anything to tempt you, or is it still a bit high? Uh, I think that cap will be broke. But New Zealand will cover that cap, but but that's not as confident as the points, just because. When, when, when games open up, some you we know this, right? Game guy team sneaking for points at the end, right? Where, you know, even if New Zealand are 30 points ahead, Wales could sneak in a try or two and blow that 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 cap out. I prefer the points because I I could I would probably see New Zealand maybe scoring three tries in the first 20 minutes in the second half. Again, this was the dry weather predictions, right, guys? So please bear this in mind. You know, they could they could have flown out into a 30 point lead and then Wales maybe come back, you know what happens, a try or two. And then but then there's those points over second half murder in the first half points. And that's that's why I like it. 
and that's why I like it for this because I because I just do see Wales coming out. And even if New Zealand do get an early try or two, I don't see them like running away with it. I think you, you sometimes see that like with the box, right? They went to first try two minutes, stemmed it back in. I think the Wales can stem that in the first half, but I don't think this team is capable of of holding New Zealand for 80 minutes. Right. Well, just having a look there, you, you probably get around about eight to ten, five to six, the second half higher scoring. Chris, let's stay with you for the next test match. Interesting one. This I did see some comments of yours on on, on Twitter on this. Scotland yeah. minus thirty two and a half against Tonga. Now, I guess the key here is really what Tongan side are they putting out here? The Tongan side that lost to New Zealand, one hundred and two nil or something it was, or or is it going to be a bit of a better side? And then of course we've got to look at the Scottish side, which is I say jam packed with a few South African players there, but. What, 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 you know, 32 and a half for New Zealand to beat this handicap against Tonga will be a walk in the park. But is this too big for Scotland? Well, that was, yeah, so that, that was my initial thoughts. I mean, then that's why I, was, I know three people put that out quite confidently because this is, this is just a, a spot that I, I'm never comfortable with purely because of that, right? I mean, it was Scotland's first side, and there were three games into this winter series. This, this cap is blown away. But because Scot Scotland also have, Debutants, so does Tonga. You can argue that Scots debutants are better than Tonga. You can argue that obviously Scots are better trained and drilled and coached side, sure. But if you look, and if, but if you look at these, um, these, you know, these sides, Scotland and Wales, when they, we, we spoke about this before, when they play the minnows, they get drawn into these minnows quality sometimes. And because it's the first game and it's new combos, and I, I can't see how Scotland are going to come out firing and blow Tonga away because I don't think Tonga, even though Tonga might might be the lesser side, I don't see it. Just what I was, I don't see that separation of 33 points at the end of the day. I mean, I know Scotland beat Georgia, but I think that was a better side and probably Georgia are a better side than Tonga, but I, we, we, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big one to read into a match six, six months ago. It's a different day, different all different environments. I, I think I don't think Tonga's going to die one day. It's probably the right bet. This is a no. So where are we going with this? This is a no complete no bet for me because I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but I just I I, I don't. Obviously, we, we there was comments there and and three pits and that's fine. I mean, yeah, quality. If you want to go match based match, you know, matchups. Yeah, that's that's the right bet. But I just I've seen Scotland, Wales, Ireland struggle against the lower team. They bring they bring them down and. 33 points becomes a lot because if Tonga throw it around, get two, three tries, you know, Scotland's got to be scoring 50. I mean, so I, I, when last does Scotland score 50? I don't think I've ever, ever seen them score 50. So, yeah, hey, Brendan, I guess the question there is whether Tonga can score the two or three tries because, um, you know, based on their performance against New Zealand, you'd have to say that could be questionable. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, has this handicap moved at all or is this pretty much where it opened, Brendan? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much more or less where it opened, eh? Um, yeah, just reiterating there what, what Chris was talking about. Um, I like what he mentions, you know, with regard to six months ago, you know, you can't even look at like form results and things that happened because that 102 nil <laughs> victory for the All Blacks against Tonga, I mean, that was just ridiculous, right? They had like schoolboys and all sorts of these characters like playing in that team. I mean, it was just ridiculous, right? And then they went ahead and they had a slightly stronger team and then they, they lost against Samoa. Um, I think I remember going for Tonga in that because I thought there might be a bit, some sort of bounce back with a few players or something. And I, I took them on the handicap, but it got beat. Um, yeah, it's a really tough game, but it, but it's actually a game that I'm actually quite interested in punting in because 
I, I, I do. I, I, make, I make Tonga on the 34 and a half. That's the one I've seen here. Uh, 34 and a half, quite a good bet. Um, and for a lot of the reasons that Chris has mentioned, that, um, you know, Scotland have got eight deputants. We, we don't really know exactly what Tonga side is going to be pulled out. But I think the fact that, yeah, it, it's, you know, Scotland's first game. Um, and like Chris said as well, you know, these Minows do have a habit sometimes of pulling down a side. There is a little bit of rain about. I think there's rain. There's quite a bit of rain in the morning, especially, um, which could again drag out into the afternoon. Um, but yeah, thirty-four and a half just seems way too much for me for a Scottish side. Their pack looks their, their pack looks quite quite good and quite reasonable. Um, their bench is so-so. Um, but again, you just don't know what you got with Tonga. But for me, I don't know, it just stared out at me, the 34 and a half. And I just thought, no, 34 and a half, that, that's a good one for me. So I'm quite strong on the 34 and a half year Tonga, which is quite a funny thing to say because you have no idea who this Tonga team is. <laughs> but I just have a good feeling about it. And um, I, I see the, the refs, Nick Berry, oh, nothing really to say much about him, really. Other than, yeah, man, I'll be wearing red <laughs> on Saturday for Tonga. <laughs> Well, hopefully that's not going to be a white shirt covered in blood after a blood there for the spot. Having said that, I must tell you guys that I was leaning towards Scotland on the handicap here. Um, not strong, but I just, I'm just looking, you know, I've done a bit of reading on this Tonga side and I'm just not sure. Yes, you know, I'm not even sure we can call them Minows. You know, what's below Minows in rugby? I mean, that's kind of where I think Tonga might be at the moment. So, yeah, I think we might get right. a big Scottish win here. But I think the general sentiment yeah. appears to be with you guys. Peter Paul making the comment here, two yellows for Tonga. And, and that's, a, that's an interesting point because <laughs> they are the sort of side you could see them coming in with a couple of clothesline tackles yeah. type of thing. And, and, oh, and that yeah, could well be well even a red. Yeah, there's some bookies, and I, I do like this bet. You can get specials for two years. If you can find two yellows around even money, I think that's where you want to be betting on this game. I don't think you want to be hanging <laughs> around with I used, yeah, to, I used to play the spread the spread markets um, quite a lot, and they used to have a bookings index. So a yellow card counted 10, and a red card counted 25. And normally the spread was about 11, 14. And it's, it's, it's a very strange way to watch a game when you're high on booking points, and you're just hoping for that guy to be taken out in the air. But it's a terrible thing, but like, geez, he landed on his head, give him a red, you know, that type of thing. Interesting way to watch the game. But anyway, I think the bottom line here, guys, we've probably analyzed these test matches as far as we can. Certainly, the handicaps are not badly set. I think there's going to be action both sides of the line now. Yes, yeah, New Zealand has moved out, but I think it is reaching that point probably around the 27, 28. We are going to start getting some some Welsh sort of support coming in. But let's move on to um, the Gallagher Premiership. And, and just before we move off to internationals, just to say, of course, next week we get going in full crowd. We've got South Africa in action. We've got Ireland in action. We've got all the teams, Australia in action as well. So we've got plenty of internationals. So don't miss next week's show. That's for sure. But let's move on to the Gallagher Premiership. And um, I'm going to well, – let me just pop on to play a bit. So they've got quite a nice format here. And we got the one game tomorrow night, Brendan, and I'll start with you. It's Gloucester Rugby up against Exeter Chiefs. Exeter, oof, they've, they've cost me a bit of money this season, I must tell you. They are wow. the – they are the, the favourites here. <laughs> and I'm guessing that's probably because they're missing a few players to <laughs> Those dogs cow after a bad pick. I, I know that. Much. I think Reese is trying to grab a beer there in the background, and I think 
Dee Dee thought he was stealing one or something. I don't know what <laughs> one of the dogs of you stealing a beer or something. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bent. Yeah. Um, oh God, Exeter. So yeah, yeah. Exeter, and then I'll give you a points line here as well because being a Friday night game, we got a points line forty six and a half last Mm. Yeah, um, sure. I, I, last Friday, man, that's where it all started. That's where the downhill just began. Um, this Friday, some rain about, yes, once again. But again, it should have cleared up by the time the game kicks off. Um, Gloucester, Exeter, Exeter. Okay, they've lost a couple of players to the England squad. Sam Simmons, Johnny Hill, Henry Slade. Lost, lost a couple as well. Johnny Mayer and, and, and one of the other backs, I think, have left. Um, so both are slightly depleted. Um, Exeter, oh man, I, 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 I can't get over that performance last week, okay? Because you know me with London Irish, right? I mean, the week before, I'd, I'd had a massive strike against Gloucester of all teams, you know? Yes. And uh, I know Paddy Jackson missed a drop kick right in the last couple of seconds, and it was a 25 point draw. Um, I'd had enough of them, and I looked at the handicap, 16 and a half, and it was 17 and a half, or whatever it was, and I said, there's no way that, that London Irish are even staying close in this. It, it was their sixth game in a row, pretty much the oh. same squad altogether. I mean, everything just pointed towards an Exeter victory, you know? And what happened? Exeter just didn't rock up. I've never seen a, such a dull performance in all my life from Exeter. It was just appalling. Um, so now they're playing Gloucester. Gloucester, you know, they're a form side. They, they're one of the form sides in the in the Premiership at the moment. They're playing well. Um, they're playing at home in front of a good crowd. Um, but for me at this stage, I, I have to think of the bounce back from Exeter. They're still a good team. I mean, kind of like the Bristol Bears, they seem to have gone backwards at a rate of knots. Um, I don't know if they've got the bounce back ability as Exeter does. Um, but for me... I'm quite strong on the exit of minus two and a half here. I just got a feeling that, yeah, I, I don't know whatever went wrong last week, and 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 I suppose more, it, it's more hope really that Exeter will improve and that they'll bounce back strongly here. Um, Gloucester no slouches, and they you know they'll be up for it. I mean the handicaps, it's tight, it's two and a half points, it's next to nothing. Um, you know. Exeter, yeah, it, it's not a game I'll get too involved in, but minus two and a half is probably my early call. The points, 46 and a half, it looks a little bit low, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to go unders around the 46 and a half. Um, the weather should be good. Uh, Gloucester score points. Exeter can score points. Um, so for me, 46 and a half is no play, especially in the early stages. Have a look at the weather. You know, when the pictures come out, um, maybe it's a bet for in-running. You know, sometimes I enjoy that if there's a fast start and there's quite a few points scored early, then I might look at something unders. But at 46 and a half, no, I think it's too low. Um, but I certainly won't be going overs because that's just not me. I was going to say, now, uh, most, people, but, when, most people say it's too low. It means yeah, they go overs. Well, but in your well, case, in your I'm, case, when it's too low, you just have a no bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for me, if anything, I probably will have a nibble on Exeter. Um, Either on the minus two and a half, or I'll just include them in a multiple, just on an outright kind of bet. Um, and otherwise, but but again, you know, because the weather factor is such is going to play such an important part this weekend. You've just got to have your, you know, um, your eye on the telly. Make sure that you've got your Twitter up and running because it's important. It will be very very important. Yeah, and you know, if you can just get that split kind of couple of seconds before the bookies, you know, adjusted accordingly, you know, to the weather as well. Um, 
I think it's the way to play. It's quite a cautious weekend, I think. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I think you're right. The weather's going to play a big role this weekend. Chris, let's go to you on this game. Um, Gloucester against Exeter. Well, well, like, where do we start? Exeter have absolutely, I wouldn't say the last of these words, only show, but me, uh, so far, starting with uh, Northampton, I had been big time to take them at home. That game with 14 0 lap. I didn't even look at the score until 20 minutes after the game and nearly had a baby. Then I thought, no, it's London Irish. That's exactly what Brendan was saying. Um, they went down 14. <laughs> I actually did not panic. I thought it's just exit at home, man. Eh? Like, what, you know, I also what, didn't panic. Thing, I know what, what you mean. You thought they were going to run away with it. Yeah, fourteen all <laughs> at half time. <laughs> no, and jeez, um, I mean, uh, my doubles last week were two exes, and Mr. Monsieur Brady himself always warned me this this double treble strategy, which the Europeans have. He said, "Don't put two, don't put the same game in two of your bets." For this reason that's happened to me three times <laughs> and it happened, it happened to me three bloody times i put exeter into this, these two bets and i mean the cap was ridiculous but i mean even just three points so i had them over 24.5 points i mean anyway as as brendan's saying um north when they lost to northampton they went to sale sale started well with the win but exeter being exeter came back and pretty much controlled that game I anticipate the same thing from Exeter this week. Um, I mean, if, I think the cap's perfect. I think Gloucester at home, the team they are, the way they're playing, the cap at two is perfect. But I'm with Brendan on this. My lean, I'm not confident, but my lean is Exeter. But I'm going to say rain or shine or not, I think 46 is way too low. I think this is a 50-52 point game. And Exeter don't mind the wet. Uh, Gloucester will give and take points. I think 46 is too low. Stuff the cap. If you can get 46, take over 46. All right. Nice confidence election there by Chris on the overs. Mm. Let's stay with you, Chris, to go, go on to the next game. The Worcester Warriors have been in absolutely abysmal form. They take on Sale Rugby. And here we got Worcester, the underdogs at home, plus 12 and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Just because Sale aren't the best travellers, but in terms of quality, when again, like, and I like the matchups, I like the cream rises to the top at the end of the day. I don't have, I, I had no time for Vista last season. They came in and thrashed Irish at home first game, and we got a little bit excited. Since then, we've seen nothing from them. I think I actually, if, if you look at Sale, Sale are still being Sale. They are top four side. Vista are top bottom two side. If you're going to bet on the cap, you go on the sale minus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how Vista live with sale. I think they're going to be too powerful. But that, but this is not a again. It's not this is not a confidence as my previous punt on the, the overs because just because sale like can fall asleep away from home, and Vista might have a cracker up their bums from after last week and might have a bee in their bonnet and put in a good performance. So it's a little bit touch and go. But if I if you yeah gun to the head handicap bet, I'll be on the minus. But Brendan, put a gun to your head. What are you going with? Oh, okay. This, okay, I disagree with Chris on this one. <laughs> okay, only because uh, I still have what Neil has set into my mind with regard to sale, and and Chris did mention it there that they can get quite lazy. They're not a great handicap side. Sale. Um, look, Worcester are awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, 
I remember reading a couple of articles before the season began, and they really, I mean, they've gotten a couple of good players. Um, there was a, you know, a positivity around the club that things were going to be good. And yeah, yeah, they beat London Irish, they beat them convincingly, and it was great. Um, and then I think the second game uh, was lost it, but it, it wasn't too bad. But since then, it's been awful. I think their last three outings, they've conceded 120 or 130 points, and they've probably scored about 15 or 20. I mean, it's it's appalling. It, it, it's shocking, you know. But I'm going to lean on what Neil has mentioned in the past. And I actually make the plus 13 and a half a big runner here. Um, Sale missing a couple of players. They've gone off, you know, with the English squad. Uh, Manu Tuligi, uh, Rafi Quirk, the old uh, number nine, he's very good. And Tom Curry, fantastic player. Um, Whistle Warriors obviously lose no one because <laughs> no one wants them. But they, um, but I, yeah, funnily enough, it's one of my better bets of the weekend. And I mean, I can't believe that I'm going for Worcester Warriors. I mean, I should have my head red, you know. <laughs> um, but no, there we go. 140 points, says Dino. I mean, yeah, it's it's shocking, you know. But but somewhere the rot has to finish, and I I just think that you know Sale played their heart out last week against Leicester. Um, thankfully, it was one of my few winning bets from last week, and I managed to get eight and a half plus eight and a half Sale against Leicester, um, and a late try got me back into the money there but um i just got a feeling that sale can be lazy i mean i was at the game when sale uh were away to london irish and they built up a what was it a 21 7 lead or a 21 nil lead i think at one stage ended up drawing at 31 each you know what i mean they just that kind of side that can do it player for player they beat Worcester warriors by 25 you know what i mean but i just got a feeling this week in this something there's a little bit of rain around as well okay it should actually suit the sale pack more but i i just think that uh, yeah i'm with the plus 13 and a half yeah, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm not filled with confidence from what? your justification <laughs> there what, Brandon, Brandon, what, what gives you that confidence like, I, I i i hear what you're saying like what has Buster given you the last <laughs> I wish there was a big magnifying glass like into my ear here to see what how this brain is working. But but I, you know, it's just one of those things where in some, when something looks so obvious to me, I, I just realize, but hold on, you know. Yeah. Um I have a feeling that 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 yeah, I, I it's just one of those gut feels. And when I looked at this game, I said, This is the game that Worcester Warriors cover the cap. And um yeah, let's wait and see. <laughs> I think if you, if you want, were you on Vista last week, Brendan, or not? I don't know if the guys were. I mean, I think Vista uh, no. was, was no. more. I think you have a better chance back in Worcester to this game than you did last week, right? I would, do, I would certainly do that. Because same, you same know what happened last week? Yeah. Um, I actually went under on the Worcester points, which arrived, but I went unders on the total game itself. But Saints scored flipping, yeah. I don't know, 60 points or something, you know, and old Skasani or whatever his name is, he got this hat trick and, oh, my God, it was everything. My thought in that game was that Worcester Warriors wouldn't score much, but they were going to try and keep things tighter, um, but they couldn't. Um, no, but that was just bad. Lads, we're spending way too much time on the Worcester Warriors. Yeah, let's move <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, right. Let's and move Brandon, on. I'll stick, with, I'll stick with Brendan on this one. Bath up against Wasps, and here we've got... Uh, Tight game in the betting, but we've got Bath underdogs at home, plus two and a half. 
Yeah. I mean, again, before you, know, you start, I'll, I'll, before you start, I'll, I'll tell you a regular guest on the show as well. He doesn't come on that often, but on a fairly regular basis, Mike Good. I know he picked up wasps even money early in the week. He makes him a, a good thing for the win. And I see the money, well. the money has come for they them. There were plus as well. Yeah. Earlier. They were. That's right. Because eh? now you've got Bath plus three and a half. So Bath yeah. actually lose four players to the English camp. Uh, Wasps lose none. Uh, Wasps obviously will make wholesale changes. We don't have the changes yet until tomorrow, but they'll make massive changes to what was um, laid out in, at series last week. So, you, you you know, you put a line through that result. Um, my initial thought, also, I like Wasps. Um, but now with plus three and a half Bath, eh, no bet for me. I'm, I've, I've lost it. But this is a game that I'll be definitely looking at unders in. Um, again, there's, there's no quotes out, unfortunately. With the weather around, the bookies are obviously going to be a little bit more cautious. So I'm probably estimating around 46, 47 and a half will be an early sort of shout, you know, with, with weather 50-50. Um, but I'm quite strong on the unders there. Um, I think um, Bath will want to sort of keep things as tight as possible, try create some kind of win, because they weren't too bad last week against Quinns. I mean, I think they went into the break at 17-14 up. Um, and then Harlequins came out and sort of, you know, controlled most of the second half. And was uh, sorry, and uh, Bath didn't score another point. But there were signs there that were positive. Look, they lose a couple of good players. Um, Wasps, I still like, but because I missed the plus and the evens, um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take them on the handicap now at minus three and a half. That's for sure. But I'm pretty strong on the unders here. You know, as long as it doesn't pop out at like 42 and a half or something, yeah. unless it's pouring, um, you know, 46, 47, 48, I'm an unders there for sure. Right, Alex just saying he picked up the early value on Wasps there for the win. Chris, did you uh, get onto that as well? Are you involved in this? No, no, I totally missed it. I mean, yeah, I didn't get to any rugby stuff before Wednesday, so I missed all that early stuff. And yeah, um, so you know me, so Brendan, I apologize. Okay, if it was dry, <laughs> this is completely an overs game. There'll be tries, ping pong, try poker going on here. But if it's going to be wet, unders is in play. Good, fine. But I think in this spot, and I agree with you that Wasps are the better. I, I think on paper, Wasps are the better side, but where Wasps have been going, getting hammered by Saracens, what they did last week against Quinns at home, they need to win. This is their spot. They're going to win. It's going to be a two, one, two, three point game. But I'm going to say Bath's need it. I'm not going to get involved in the points because of the weather. If it was dry, it's a 55-point game at least. But I'm going to give Bath. I'm going to, on a pure rugby punting terms, Bath are going to get their first, their home win tomorrow against Wasps for Saturday. Right, Chris, we'll stick with you for the next game. London Irish. I'm sure Brendan's going to have an opinion on London Irish. It's always a wrong opinion. <laughs> yes, yeah, whatever that opinion is, we'll go against it. But uh, Chris, we got the London Irish here are slight underdogs. At I've got basically plus half a point. You can almost call this a, a choice game. Bears very slight favourites. Oh, Irish, you lucky guys, eh? What what respect there, eh? They've earned it. <laughs> but I don't know how. I like it would never it makes no sense at all. <laughs> um, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, Bristol have been ridiculous the whatever that i didn't even have words for it 
Irish are punching, you know, and they've drawn the last two of the last three games. So Irish, these Irish, look at their squad. Eh? It's the same as Newcastle. These squads, they come out firing and they do. They match the top teams in the first half of the season. And I bet in the return fixture, this is a minus 10 cap for Bristol at home, right? But tomorrow or this weekend, Irish are in this game. Not, I, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna say Bristol win in this game. Uh, what is the cap? Sorry, Brent. It's not Almost very choice, high, right? Bristol minus half a point. No, so, Bristol, yeah. so Bristol money line for me, and quite confident Bristol are gonna beat Irish tomorrow on the weekend. That's gonna happen. Right, and let's see, Brendan. Now you've got line and Irish wrong two weeks in a row. Are you gonna make it a hat trick? Yeah, I think it's going? more than that. <laughs> okay. I think I've pretty much got that. <laughs> I just cannot catch this side. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I mean, how much emphasis do you put into that that win against Exeter last week? Um, you know, I, I I'd kind of thought that trip down to Sandy Park was gonna was just gonna be a bridge too far. It was just gonna be too much for them. Um, lo and behold, they win it. So now I'm now I'm thinking to myself, how how do you react to this? How do you do they go back to their old shitty ways or do they improve a little bit more? But can they improve any little bit more? But man, I, I I'm trying to think back of a of a game. Was it last season or the season before? It was a game I think where Bristol ran in about five or six tries in the first. I mean it was glorious weather and it was wonderful and I think. I think Bristol ran up like a 35 nil uh, sort of first half um, uh, space between themselves and London Irish. And then London Irish came back. And then I think in the end, I think there was like a two point or three point between them. Um, I don't know. I, I am going to go for London Irish. I have to go for London Irish. <laughs> Their first win of the season has to be around the corner. Okay, they've had two draws at home. Um, and I, I just, yeah, this plus one and a half I've seen, it might go to two and a half. If it goes to two and a half, I'm on them because it might be another draw. But well. <laughs> uh, Bristol, for me, I've just got no confidence in them. There's no confidence. They, they just, I don't, know what's, I don't know what's gone wrong with them. Whereas London Irish is just plodding along the same old London Irish. So I'm plus one and a half, but two and a half. That's my <laughs> Bristol have some guys back, you know, Shidi, Lua Tua, I think they're going to be in the squad. I don't think we've seen them yet. Like, yeah. I agree, and I agree with, I agree with you, Brendan. And for me, Irish have got above themselves. I mean, my opinion, I mean, they're 50, all guns blazing, new match. But I, I'm a, I'm a believer, like, you, Bristol, like this, they, Bristol, not, they didn't become crap, excuse my language, in like three games, four games, right? If they rock up and want to play, Irish are not going to live with them. But the thing is, the, the ironic thing is, we've got to go look at some history. Irish live with Bristol, right? So this, <laughs> Irish are in this game. But I'm just thinking in the terms of the season for Bristol, this is a must-win game for Bristol. They're, everything about it, yeah, they have point. to win this so I think they're going to come out and prove a point. That's just my I'm going, to, I'm going to separate you guys with a bit of a tie break uh, there, chaps. And I'm, I'm going to go Bristol here. I'm, I'm with Chris on this one. I'm basing that on a couple of things. One, Brendan's form on London Irish is absolutely shocking. <laughs> Two, early, early on in the show, 
Brendan did suggest that we shouldn't look six months back for form, yet he's just gone two years back and looked at a game. So I'm prepared to say that the Bristol Bears will, will win this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going for them. Sorry, Brendan, I couldn't resist that one. I'll go to Chris and mute you there for a sec, Brendan. Chris, we'll start with you in the next game, the Northampton Saints against the Leicester Tigers. And here we've got another close game. Gee, we've got some close handicaps this yeah, week. Northampton games, Saints yeah. are the underdogs, plus two and a half. Yeah, this this is a beaut. These two teams, especially Saints at home, Leicester's form. No, if there's weather about, don't ask me what's going to hell is going to happen in this game. I'm sorry, but it's going to be a good game because these are the two form teams. By the hell, this is this is a tough one. So I'm just no, enjoying no right now. I'm just enjoying Halfhart's comment on the live chat. It's the underdogs barking in the background. Enjoying <laughs> that one, Halfhart. Very sharp, very sharp indeed. Uh, Mad Dog odd zone. He's also going to come on the show sometime. Uh, yeah, last five games. Full of info. Yeah. This yeah, get him on. Yeah, full of info. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, I saw Creevy's score. I mean, he didn't score a typical hookers try last time either. It wasn't sort of off a mall. He actually took the took the pass and crashed over the line. Uh, Brendan, on this game, then Northampton Saints against the Leicester Tigers. Yeah, man. Oh, jeepers. Yeah, th this is a terrific game, eh? Uh, Leicester unbeaten. They're putting their unbeaten record on the line here against Saints. Saints have only lost the one game. Um, and that was a way to Wasps, I think. Um, both players, well, sorry, both teams lose quite a number of players to the England camp. You know, you've got Courtney Laws out, Lewis Ludlam, he's out, George Furbank, um, the Tigers, uh, Ben Youngs, George Martin, um, Ellis Jenge. I mean, so both of them, you know, they, they sort of even themselves out, I guess. Um, Tigers, I don't think will be as affected as much as as the Saints will with with those losses. I'd say, um, but yeah, what what two terrific sides? I mean, Leicester Tigers have just been sensational. Oh, from, um, from Saints last, last weekend, what happened? It's unbelievable. Yeah, and and I, I go back now as well, Brian. I'm going back a couple of years now when Jordan Murphy was involved with the Leicester Tigers. I mean, I just cannot bear this guy. He was a good player. I think I don't know how many caps he got for the Tigers. He must have got over a hundred. 20 or something he was this amazing player but as soon as he got involved in the old management um you could just see there were serious problems and he's been gone now about two years odd and um yeah it, it's a different team eh? and i i can't believe the improvement and how, how quick it happened um but yeah that's sensational and and i think i think just generally um they're bouncing and then they're, they're in great form um i I'm I'm going with the Tigers here. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I just think they're good. They're, they're such a good team. Um, they're winning tough games. They're still pulling out the results. I think Saints losses, especially with uh, Courtney Laws and Lewis Ludlam, I think those are big. Um, and George Furbank as well at the back. Um, I think that might just come back to hurt them a little bit more. And I've got a feeling that Leicester Tigers, yeah, it'll be seven from seven. And um, and I hope so because I'm really happy to see, like you know, the Tigers come back to come back to their best. Hey, hey, Brendan, like I, 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 was, I mean, they were like a B team in the league last season. Like they were just getting steamrolled. Yeah. <laughs> there were also were, runs. Like here's ex Sarah, yeah, ex you know, like, like well done. I mean, we, whatever the what's gone on there is is pretty. And Walford Road when it's humming, oh man, I would love. <laughs> 
that's the best stadium mm-hmm. for team crowd. When that crowd gets yeah, exactly. like you know, see Borthwick, I mean, he's been terrific. Um, I, I think that what I like about the Tigers as well as this season is their away form has been good as well. I mean, last season, for example, they probably won one game on the road or something, one or two at the most. Um, they were awful. They were, they were kind of like the Newcastle Falcons, um, just a horrible away side. But this mm-hmm. time around, man, it doesn't even look like they've, you know, they're playing away from home half the time because they they just stick to their 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 um their strategy and their game plan and and they just don't compromise and I mean I really like Sale last week to to upset them but this time around I I think Saints will come up short here. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a bit of a golf there. I think you're right. When Saints were even when they have that when that hasn't happened before, they do fall off the, the cliff a little bit more than other teams. I agree with you. And I think Leicester just have this culture. Northampton are on the rise as well because they were horrendous last year. But Leicester yeah. are on a much better trajectory. And I think that momentum less like you I agree, losing less of Less of an impact losing those players. You're right. It's I. I would probably have gone for the home, just purely the home, because so close. Go Saints at home, close game. But you're right. I think what Leicester have done over this last couple of games and season have proven that it's like a Leicester will win by two or three points come the end of the game. And I think that's probably how it will end. I agree. Right. So we got Leicester Tigers. Yeah. There. You've convinced Chris to come aboard with you there, <laughs> Brendan. Let's go to the last game of the Premiership. We'll start with Brendan. Harlequins up against Saracen. Saracen's delivered good good profits for me. It pretty much saved my weekend on, on Sunday there. I was on uh, Saracen's overs points and overs tries. Uh, pulled me back square for the weekend, quite frankly. And here we got Saracen's. They are their favourites, but only two and a half point favourites. And I'm guessing, Brendan, that means they've lost a lot of players to England to the England squad. They have, but maybe not as much as you think, eh? I, I looked, I had a look earlier on and I saw Max Mellon's definitely gone, Jamie George gone, um, Mara Toji, I, I think he's still sort of carrying an injury, so he's not, you know, not really part of the, the starting squad. Whereas Quinns will lose Marcus Smith, massive, Alex Dombrand, massive, um, and Joe Marler, average. Um, but, <laughs> but for me, Man, Saracens are just a machine. <laughs> I, I can't believe that a side, I think I said it last week as well, that a side that was playing, you know, second division rugby last season has somehow just managed to to just bounce back into the yeah, premiership no. so well. I mean, it just goes to show the coaching and the whole sort of mentality of the of the Brendan, were you were you the same when Saracens came out as favorites? I was like, Are you joking? <laughs> you know, do you what they were two to one favorites. Now, now they're clearly favourites. It's like, oh, right? yeah. I mean, look, look, I mean, it's Saracens, right? The Saracens machine, but you just would have thought, surely another season to get back into it and Exeter's quality, yeah. and Bristol, like, they can't be the favourites, but they are the favourites. They are they so were. good. Yeah. Oh, the bookmakers were way too clever for us there, eh? I remember thinking oh, two to one. I said, oh my God, you can have as much two to one as you want. You know? Oh God, they got the dog. <laughs> Here goes underdog. I'll just mute Brendan there for a second. But just to come in there, Peter Paul saying this is betting stick on Twitter. And uh, he used to have his uh, algorithm that he used. Unfortunately, one of his inputs was no longer available. But he's still been on cracking form, I saw last week. And he says his best bet is the Saracens minus two and a half. Looks like the underdog's been put to bed there. 
But uh, Brendan, let's just finish off with you on this game. You've 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 sung Saracens' praises. You've you've pretty much told her how great Saracens are, but you've stopped short at this point of tipping the Saracens <laughs> minus two and a half. Is that where you're going? Without a doubt, it's one of the ah, better bets of the weekend. Yeah. yeah, Saracens against Quins. Um, Quins have looked a little bit shaky at times this season. Um, Minus three and a half is kind of what. What's the handicap you've got? You. What's the best? Uh, two and a half. Seen, minus two and a half. You can two and a half. Yeah, best bet of the weekend. Series minus. Right, and betting yeah, stick in agreement, and it's going to be a brave man who goes against Brendan and the betting stick. The deepest <laughs> is that brave man, Chris. No, I'm all, all aboard. All aboard the Saracens train. Yeah. <laughs> We're no, on the conductor's sir, train. No, seriously, with with the the players that. That Quinn's team is amazing. That that's one of the best rugby team. I love Quinn's. But take those guys out, and what Quinn and what Saracens are about. This is a this is a Saracens win by five ten points at the end of the day. Mad uh, Dog Odds just coming in yeah, and saying, have a look at total tries. Obviously, we don't have lines yet, but he reckons there's going to be a good yeah. sort of seven tries in this one. So that'll be an interesting one to look at. I've become quite a big fan of the total tries market as opposed to total points in many cases. I mean, it's often. You know, you have to look at the game and say, um, I mean, Saracens last week, for example, did take two early penalties, which meant the points arrived before the tries. But it is one of those things to have a look at. But, gents, that brings us to the end of the Gallagher Premiership. So I'm going to go on to the Bunnings MPC. There is, of course, no United Rugby Championship to talk about. And I know Brendan has got some very firm views on, on the Bunnings, <laughs> Brendan. We'll go with Chris on this one. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have Brendan okay. Uh, okay, Chris has raised his hand. Okay, yeah, Chris is, Chris are, are you guys? You guys look pretty, right? You look sexy, and I Yeah, no, no, we we look we, we we just sit there looking good for this one. But Chris, I'm going to bring yeah. you in. I know on Twitter you can see the likes of three Pete and that are still having their little competition there on that. And there's been yeah. some excellent tipping last week from what I could yeah, see. Yeah, just got a full Can house. They didn't go. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Can Canterbury against Tasman. Chris, you get us rolling here, though. We've got a 45 yeah. and a half points. Well, yeah, well, let me cap. Got, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. I'll give you the cap as well. We've got Canterbury yeah. plus five and a half against Tasman. Yeah, so let me just caveat. I mean, MPC isn't my strongest, but I do play in it. I do better it, and I do follow it. But I wouldn't say it's my best. But the Canterbury uh, Tasman is a is not nah, it's not a game I'm getting involved. Just like yeah, it's, Tasman are probably the better side. Um, but this uh, this is not a game that I would be getting. But there's other games in, in the MPC this week, and I'm more interested in. But I, I would say my, my, I mean Tasman win. The cap's perfectly set. They'll win between one and five. Right, that's a well set cap. If you, if you think that's the case, and you're probably going to have to have a look at the one to twelve point winning margin, which will probably be priced around the. Hopkins spread. Was a lot of you have you have the Canterbury Crusaders in your head, and I've done this for a while, and Henrik's very good at not doing that. But I still, you see Canterbury Crusaders when you see Canterbury playing, but at MPC level with where where it is, they they they're parity and. They they not they not the force that you 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 would associate for fifteen years of them dominating Super Rugby, right? Right. Well, just uh, Guy Stone coming on the show on Facebook. Oh, good to have you on on the Guy. Look forward to having you on the show soon. Maybe on one of the international weekends <laughs> when the box are playing. Of course, Guy was a good mate to them. A mate, the Oracle. Right, Chris. Let's go on to the next game. Bay of Plenty against Waikato. Here we got Bay of Plenty minus five and a half. 
Yeah, so interest, very interesting game, right? Because Bay of Plenty, for one, haven't played in three weeks due to COVID and whatnot. So they last played for 2nd of October. Then, obviously, Sean Wainui's passing, big deal, right, for them. Um, Waikato have been pretty good, pretty strong. Um, if you look at our previous games, this game goes over 50 points most of the time, the last five games, it's, over, it's a high-scoring game. So before I looked at weather reports, um, I, was in that, I wasn't that very confident on the points line over. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I haven't I'm seen the points line today. Even if you get 54, I'm confident on over 54. Um, I just, I would, I would have backed Bay of Plenty on this game, but because... Just because they haven't played and Waikato have four, versions of Sean Wainui, like they probably, they could, either Bay of Plenty can come out and have this most amazing game, or I think it's going to be too much. And Waikato are a very good professional world draw side. So, in terms of the, the results, I know people are leaning Bay of Plenty, and you could probably say that they'll come out and do it for, for Sean Wainui and all of that. However, this Waikato team, I don't. Uh, those guys are buggers. They, they they will live with Bay of Plenty. So for me, it was always the points. I've looked at when I looked at weather an hour ago, there was no rain. I mean, if you try to look for New Zealand on a map, you'll never ever see it because it's covered in a cloud. I think that's still the case. I don't even know what New Zealand looks like. Um, so it's the same this weekend. There's rain about. But what I've learned, and also French rugby, I know we talk about weather all the time. I've been promised hurricanes and I've seen sun. Promise good weather. Like you, like like Brandon, I'm a, I'm also for that. Half an hour before you need pitches, especially in New Zealand. Um, it was a dry game. This is an over. It's going to be a free for all. It's going to be a festival. I think it's going to be a great game. But if there is rain, not so confident. But so what I'm saying is, I'm not going to pick a result because of because what because I think these teams are too easily matched. If it's good weather, go for the overs all day. I'm on mute. Sorry, I've been coughing a little bit, so I didn't want to cough into the microphones. I put myself on mute, but I agree with that advice, Chris. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying if it's dry, go overs, and otherwise potentially a no bet. No, it's going to be an overs game. It's going to be champagne. This is going to be an open game. I have no doubt about that for for all reasons. The whole occasion. This game is going to be a flowing game of rugby. Well, I hope it's on yeah. Super Sport. But let's go on to the next game. Two left. Two games left to go before we get into our best bets. Manawatu up against Hawks Bay. And here we got quite a big handicap. Manawatu, all the underdogs at plus 11 and a half. Yeah, so Hawks Bay, wow. These guys, <laughs> they've, been, they've been on a mission the last year. They've retained this Ranfurly Shield. They uh, they surprised me. I mean, I expect them to win games, but they put games teams away. They've played a lot of good, good rugby, a lot of intense rugby. On paper... Hawks Bay win this by 15, 20 points. But I'm going to go on the whole rugby feel vibe here. In rugby terms, this is a spot where I think Hawks Bay could run into a little bit of an issue to Manawatu. And I don't think it's going to be as plain sailing. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, ran Furley. This is a Hawks Bay minus game. I'm going to go, never mind the stats and the teams, I'm going to say in this spot, I think the plus handicap is a quite a good bet. And if you want to 
you know, I mean, you know me, I like the doubles. If you want to get an extended Manawatu on plus 15, I think. I, I, there's also rumors Hawks Bay are rotating, but please check that before you bet because that's rumors. But I've heard that they are rotating and they must be surely running into war soon. If that is the case, I think that's, that's, a, that's I think that's I think one that's going to be a, a bit a close game, yeah. Dino coming in, he says he also likes the cap's too high in that regard, and that and that's that's not like quality team versus team. This is the situation as well. Right, the, the match situation. There, Dino just coming in. He likes the turbos on the plus. Um, Dino, just I, I wanted to mention you there. Of course, named Henrik the Undertaker. I'm pleased to say I think that nickname is sticking. Let's go without, for the final game. Sorry, Brennan. Oh, it's stuck. The Undertaker. Oh, yes, the Undertaker. No, that's definitely going to happen. That's the perfect. It's a bit like your underdogs that you had to put away there. I think that name will definitely stick. Southland up against Northland, Chris. Uh, Southland delivered, was it last week, big profits in a, in a game against Wellington there for the boys. Almost pulled off the win as well against Wellington, but I know the likes of Henrik were very strong on Southland on the plus. They now play against Northland. And here we've got a points line already. We've got a points line of 52.5. Wow. No, uh, no. 52.5. No, no, no. That's uh, I was talking to. I, I don't have points line on my bookies. That's too high. So I, don't, I normally wouldn't get, no, I wouldn't be involved in this game, but that's that's uh, that's too high. This is a 48, 47, 48 point game. And if there is weather around, like we're saying, like if you find New Zealand on the map, please let me know. This is way too high. <laughs> but just just out of interest, I'm, I want to ask a question there. Sorry, Chris, what, what I wanted to ask is, why is there a points line out already if this is a Sunday game? Is it, is it not maybe? It's, it couldn't possibly be played under the roof, could it? Northland? They're playing in what? I, I'm, I, I'm asking, I don't know. I'm just trying to, it's, no. it's unusual for bookies to come out with a line so early. So I'm wondering if there's yeah. more to this than we, than we think, that's, you know? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's come out at certain bookies and it's been taken off. And I don't know how and why, but I've been having to tell a few guys. But at 52, you, you're taking unders at this point, right? Like, it's, you have to. Um, but as I said, it was seen around. I, I, I don't, this is weird. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. I mean, normally we don't get points lines to an hour, two hours before. This is a very weird one. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, so I'm actually looking at this. So, so Alex is saying here that it's actually on Saturday morning. The bookie, the bookie that I'm on actually shows it on Sunday. So that, that could explain why there's a points line out. Okay, that would explain. Yeah, it. I've got it on Saturday morning. Oh, you got it Saturday. Yeah, no, I've got it on the... The 31st, yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning on, on, on play a bit. So I think they've got the, the game. Because that's why I couldn't figure out why the points were out. I thought we must be missing something. But any any last views on that game, Chris? Anything on the on the handicap there? Or you, you're just thinking under 52 and a half? No, nah, yeah, I'm not going to touch the cap. This is the game could be any, well, could, it's going to be Phil, right, messy. could be messy if the weather's around. 52 is going to be a hard, hard graft. Right. Well, let's get into the best bits. I'm just looking at the timer. I thought, hey, this has been quite a quick show, but we've been going 59 minutes. It's amazing how time flies when you talk rugby. We're going to get into the best bits. Just a reminder, you can get my best bet, which will probably be one of the guests' best bet, quite frankly. And that will be uh, in the newsletter that goes out sometime tomorrow. You can subscribe at the link below the show. Let's start off with you, Chris, your best bets for the weekend. 
My two best, best, best are, because there's lots of weather around, it would have been points bets, as you know, Brent. But because of the weather, I'm going to tread a little bit carefully on this Thursday night before we know more. Will be a Bristol win and a Saracens minus two are my two best bets of the week. I'm quite confident. Very Both confident. Bets in the Gallagher Premiership for Chris. Brendan O'Connell, Patches O'Connell, what are you going with? Uh... Um, series, yeah, we're jumping on that train, the series train. Uh, the best minus you can get, best bet of the weekend. Uh, next best, unders in the bath game against wasps, and certainly if it's a bit wet, um, yeah, I'll be lumping onto that one. And then I have to add a third Warriors plus 13 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my weekend, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to have money. I, I said that last week. I, was, I, I totally disagree, but I'll shout Warriors home. I'll shout them home for you guys. Thank you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, just reading Mad Dog's What's comment Mad Dog there thing? before you finish up, Ronan O'Gara, HOF worthy. Sorry, I don't know what HOF means. Head of, no, what? Uh, these acronyms. Oh, my God. Bad um, dog odds, you're going to have to come up and you're going to have to tell us what that means. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see, what, let's see what he has Mad to say. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Four in the morning. Oh, Hall of Fame. Uh, if you guys want NFL bets, just like give us a ping, eh? We, you should see the spreadsheet that Maddox owns, man. It's gold. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Ronan O'Gara, Brendan? Hall of Fame worthy? Generally, I'm quite a grumpy kind of guy, eh? so I probably wouldn't give it to him. Um, Hall of Fame kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's hard. Okay, he hasn't been as great as the last couple of years, which is fine. I mean, that's it's the way it's the way it is. Um, you know, I probably agree with that. Yeah, he, he's probably been good enough. You know what I mean? In his prime, he was brilliant. No one came near him, especially in, in the Irish camp, anyway. Um, which is maybe to their detriment because you know who's going to come after him is anybody's bet. But um, yeah, no, I respect for him. I, I wouldn't say it was, it was yeah. like the greatest player in the world, but I I have a lot of respect for that guy. I, I what he did and what he, I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say you know he was he was he was no Dan Carter, right? But like no, I think in what he's done, it's very impressive, and he's going to be Irish head coach, and I think Ireland will have a good. I was going to say he's, he's doing well as a coach as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lead. No, he's good. I, I don't know why Sky, Sky Sports put him through the rigor in the South African series recently. <laughs> you guys would have seen the... Yeah. The poor Oak. I don't know why they did that to this yeah. guy. But anyway, he's, uh, he's, but his insights are pretty good. But I think, guys, Shane can yeah. finish the show off for us. He's saying Oracle for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't think many people are going to argue with that. that no, Oracle. This Oracle. Where is Oracle? Straight to the top. <laughs> Shane also says Johnny Sexton. But that's it, guys. Thanks, first of all, to the guys in the live chat. And then to uh, Chris. Thanks a lot, Chris. You got any other plans for the weekend? You're going to keep your jogging going, go out for a run, perhaps? How are the pins feeling? I think Chris is, Chris is, um, Chris actually frozen. Chris is frozen. frozen. Oh, there no, I'm back. Back. He running this weekend. You're going to go for a run, Chris, this weekend? I'm about to go. Here we go. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Keep your shirt on. Thanks, man. And uh, Brendan himself, what are your plans for the week? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend, eh? Uh, loads of rugby, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, I'll be watching a bit of jump racing in the UK. 
which will be good. Um, football, Brentford are away to Burnley. Um, so, you know, I might end up watching a bit of that game. Um, what else? Uh, other than that, Sunday, yeah, we'll do something with the kids and we'll take the kids out and we'll, we'll go for a drive or something. Excellent. Yeah, and yourself, uh, Brent? You You're just hoping yeah, that there won't be any more car failures. I'll be watching my son's playing a water polo tournament this weekend, so I'll watch that. But he's also playing a sevens rugby tournament this weekend, so he's kind of... I don't know what we're going to do because he's going to miss the, 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 the... But anyway, I'll definitely... If, if, if they allow spectators into the rugby, I'll definitely go and watch that, but water polo for sure. And yeah, of course, I'll be punting like a mad thing. So uh, yeah, looking looking forward to the weekend. But anyway, lads, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks to the guys, as I say, in the in the live chat. We'll catch you next week for what should be a bumper show, lots of international rugby on the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters.